the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. This is a man. Yes, welcome to the world of Mr. Black. And yes, Joe, I am a man. A man with a plan. A man on the radio with that same plan. And welcome to Like It Matters Radio, your hour of power, where we're we're working to be inspiring, to be uh, motivational, to be educational, and to give you some hope so that you can make today better than yesterday. And then tomorrow better than today. We call that change. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to cover a simple and profound topic. You know, let's be honest. There's, there is truth. Truth is real. And uh, there are real things. However, truth has become relative, self-defined, obfuscated. Uh, there's also reality. Yet most people don't respond to what's real. Nope, oh, no, we don't respond to what's real. We respond to what we believe is real. Just like we don't really respond to truth, we respond to what we believe to be truth. We have become our own uh, historians, our own fact checkers, making up as we go. And so today, I want to go into the concept of as if. As if. You know, it's a simple concept that we talk about it. And the reason I talk about it is because, remember, we have a conscious brain and an unconscious brain. We only use roughly 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. So our brain's still being used. But if you consider this, a majority of our experience happens at the unconscious level. That's why we can drive home uh, after work. Uh, stop at all the stops, turn at all the turns, do all the things that we're supposed to do, and wind up at home physically. But mentally, we were in a self-induced trance. We were somewhere else. Uh, we were maybe at home with our wives. Maybe we were replaying a tough day at work. Maybe we were thinking about the weekend. Maybe we were getting ready to watch the football game tonight and thinking about that. Whatever it was, physically, our body was doing one thing. Mentally, we are technically in a totally different space and time. Why? Because you have a conscious and an unconscious brain, and one is always working. Do you know which one it is? Right. It's the unconscious brain. Nobody responds to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. So if you take a look at transactional analysis, right, Dr. Eric Burns' work, you have the stimulus and the response. The stimulus does not dictate the response. What happens is, I've explained this, your mind is six times faster than you can talk. So as soon as someone says something or does something, you go to your three channels, the visual channel where you see something, the auditory channel where you hear or say something, and then the kinesthetic channel where you feel something. And then based on that, you respond. You're not responding to that person's stimulus. What you're responding to 
is your personal narrative about that stimulus. Why they did that to you. What does it mean about you? What does it mean about your world? How does it affect your belief systems? And so right there in transactional analysis, we realize that people act as if. They don't respond to what's going on. They're responding to their narrative about what's going on as if it was real. And it's just made up. And so you got to understand how we work. Neurolinguistic programming, my background, NLP, the science of communication. I mean, the whole process is driven by what do you, what do you want? Knowing who you are, your belief systems dictate everything. So it all plays into the big picture. And remember, we have this set of programs at the unconscious brain. Now, we have conscious ones as well, but these programs are called belief systems. And these belief systems dictate everything. Not only what we do, why we do it, how we feel about what we do. This is where you've got to understand. And remember, you got, you're dealing with the right side of the brain and the left side of the brain. It's so one thing I do on this radio show. I'm actually teaching you how you work. You're a machine, and you get results based on certain things, and you can dictate or almost guarantee certain results based on what you do. It's a machine. There are patterns, and once you identify the patterns, then you can manipulate things to get you what you want because that is the essence of goal setting. That is the essence of dream, of drive, is one, figuring out what you want, and then number two, figuring out a way to get what you want. So this is what I've been doing for 30 years. I help people get inside their head, get inside their crawl, get inside their conscious brain, their unconscious brain, get inside the physiology of how their body creates, how their body releases chemicals, and those chemicals make you feel. And so today we're going to be joined in the next segment by a recent graduate, just so you can understand how this whole concept of as if affects us. Remember, we have these belief systems, and they're, they're programs, and a majority of our map reality has been in place by the time we're six years old, and we treat these belief systems as if. Now, there's something called cognitive dissonance I've been talking about lately. Cognitive dissonance is when there's an incongruency, when there are competing belief systems, and if you believe one thing, then you have a hard time buying another thing. And so what happens, depending on the hierarchy of these beliefs, where they are, uh, how, how special they are, because you have a Hall of Fame beliefs. Remember, you have the logical levels. You have beliefs about your, the spirit, you know, God. You have beliefs about your identity. You have beliefs about uh, beliefs and values. You have beliefs about capabilities. You have beliefs about your environments, what are good, what are bad, what are resourceful, what are non-resourceful. You have beliefs about behavior, what is acceptable behavior. All this stuff's going on. But we act as if. We act as if things are true. Well, things that we hear over and over and over, we act as if. And by the way, I wanted to look up as if. You know, I always like to have this from yourdictionary.com. But they gave, basically gave six as if meanings. The definition of as if is a slang expression to imply that something is far-fetched or is never going to happen. Example of a time when you might say as if uh, is if someone asks if your designer knew silk robe is polyester. And then you say as if, right? You're being, you're being kind of sarcastic, a little bit of slang. And then the meaning could be in the same way that it would be if. So uh, that person looked as if she were made of ice, right? As if they were. So uh, reality. That 
It seemed as if the meeting would never end, seemed as if. So it seemed that the meeting would never end. So as if could be replaced by that. Idiomatic refers to something that uh, the speaker deems highly unlikely. I'm going to clean your whole house as if. Like, nah, not really, not, right? And then in mimicry of. When the teacher's back was turned, the class, a clown, would hold his stomach as if he were ill. So you pretend, you act as if you're stuffed, and you blow your belly out, right? Lots of different ways. And then as though, in a manner suggesting, the old man stumbled as if we were about to fall. And that's really what I want to focus on today. Because we act as if. What we've been told all our life, we act as if. You know, in the logical levels, I told you before, there's a saying that you hear in HR, Human Resources, that says you criticize the behavior, not the person. And if you look at the logical levels, you'll understand why, because it's a lot easier to change who you are than what you do. But here's what happens. If we've been told all our life we're a screw up, we're a screw up, we're a screw up, we believe that. We believe that. And then we start doing behavior that supports that. As a matter of fact, after the break, we're going to have Quincy join us. And Quincy's a young man who I'm mentoring, who just went through my leadership training, who's made some mistakes in his recent past. And he's been turning his life around, ready to to get uh, on the right path, on the right track with God, uh, with his good mindset, all those things. But Quincy's going to share a story that as he was growing up, you know, his parents weren't there. He was raised by adopted grandparents, and his grandparents didn't know what to do. And then he was around a whole bunch of white people. He's a person of color. Uh, and then they kind of left him. And so he basically felt like as if he had no value, as if he was a loser, as if he's a source of everybody's problems. And guess what Quincy started doing? Right. He started acting as if. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about as if. And we'll be back in a few minutes. You clumsy poop. I feel all dead inside. I'm back up in a dark corner. And I don't know who's hitting me. Well, that and a nickel get your hot cup a jack squat. Okay, let's just proceed as if this is going really well. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Viktor Frankl, in this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? 
Join Jeff Wizery for the Safe Money Radio Show Saturdays at 3 p.m. on Freedom 1570. You can also call Jeff now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and 115-page Safe Money Book at 844-503-7233. That's 844-503-7233. Join the Freedom Insider Club in March, and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, Why the Green New Deal is Even Worse Than You Think, by Mark Morano. Sign up today at Freedom1570.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Great music on Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. John, the producer's pushing the buttons, giving you a little entertainment. And my job is to educate you, to motivate you, and to give you something to this radio show, this hour of power that will make this day better than yesterday, and that can make tomorrow better than this day. That's what we call being under construction. In the corporate world, you call it lean manufacturing or Six Sigma, Lean Sigma, uh, all based on Dr. Edward Deming's concept of constant and never-ending improvement. And Dr. Deming went to Japan after World War II and taught them the value of quality. And so that's a quality that we need to buy into because your life matters, because my life matters, because never doubt that a group of committed people can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Amen. And so, uh, ten days ago, we did a class in Minneapolis. I wish uh, in Dallas, Fort Worth, with uh, six uh, students, three staff. So there was actually uh, nine of us in the classroom, uh, and lives were changed. And what I'd like to do is bring on a, a young man who I uh, was mentoring a little bit before the class, uh, and went through the class, and now I'm walking with him post leadership awakening. So let's welcome Quincy to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Quincy? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. I am well. I appreciate you taking time from work and joining me. So, uh, Quincy, you're 20 years old, correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. You're a person of color. I think you're black, right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Just give you a hard time. Just give me a little hard time. So, a young man, 20 years old, a person of color, uh, and you've had an interesting childhood. I mean, you have a, a lifetime of uh, basically being passed off, right? Your mom and dad weren't there in your raising as a child, correct? Uh, that's correct. Yeah, so so you were raised by, was, were they adoptive grandparents? Is that what they were? Yes, sir. 
So, so they weren't actually your mom and dad's biological parents, correct? No. Okay. Were they were they of color or were they white? Uh, they were white. Okay, cool. And you've had a lot of people in your life. I mean, I know you went to Burton. I knew you because you went to school with my son, Christian, uh, at Burton there. And so you've had a lot of people speak in your life. I mean, the Wassels, right? Uh, you'd say they've probably been around uh, your, your younger life, correct? Yeah. Okay. And then the Rosses, right? Uh, again, another another mm-hmm. couple of friends of ours. Good people taking care of you, felt at home at times, felt like family at times, correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. But you've been dealing, and this is what I want to get to, because today we're talking about as if. And I'll never forget something you told me when we uh, met a couple weeks back. Uh, You had said that all your life you've been told a certain thing uh, and treated a certain way. And at some point you kind of gave in. You said, okay, if this is what people believe I am, then I'm going to start just being that. So explain that to me a little bit, will you? Um, it was uh, more of the, like, you know, people talk and gossip turns this and then people, it's like playing a telephone game. The the, yep. the right information in the wrong hands and it, and it gets all turned around. So at a point when everybody looks at you as not the person you are, uh, I'm thinking, why, why shouldn't I receive the benefits of being the person that I'm perceived to be if? That is already how I am in their heads. It wouldn't change anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the acting as if. So if they think you're a low life, if they think you have no value, if they think you're a liar or steal, whatever it is. So you say, you know, you're being accused of this stuff, not doing this stuff. So if I'm going to be accused of it, I might as well act that way. Is that fair? What what kind of the thought process? Yeah. 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 And, and now, Quincy, I'm going to tell you. You're 20 years old. I told you the time I talked to you on the phone, you're a smart man. You've been through a lot, uh, and it will be so easy for anybody, anybody. I don't care what your skin color. I don't care what your sex. I don't care what your age is. I don't care how successful you've been or haven't been. It will be really easy uh, for someone in your situation to act as if they have no value, to act as if they have no future, to act as if that no one cares about them or no one likes them. Uh, It would be so easy to act that way. But you came to me because you want something different in life, right? You you want more in life, correct? Yeah. What do you What do you want from your life, Quincy? What do you want? Who do you want to be? What, what How do you want Quincy to be remembered? Uh, I mean, how I want to be remembered is I want I want to leave an imprint on people's hearts. I, I I want people to be able to take the love passed from me to them and pass it on now. I want uh, my, my kids to have and, and be raised the way that I, I wasn't raised and to have things that they need so they don't have yeah. to worry. You know, just set, setting up a different life for not just me or my family, but for, for, for the good of the world ahead. Amen. So. Amen. And you, you want to give your kids what you didn't have, correct? Yes, sir. And, you know, I want you to know, Quincy, that's a lot of hope because, you know, I was raised in a very abusive family by a man who was not my father. I, to this day, don't know who my biological father is. I could care less. Uh, I don't care who the sperm donor was. 
but I'm, I'm telling you right now, it, it's uh, it, it's huge. Uh, I, I I created a life for my kids based on what you just said. I wanted to give my kids uh, the dad that I never had, someone who wasn't abusive, someone who was there, someone who demonstrated love, someone who built them up, someone who poured into them, someone who mentored them, someone who guided them, uh, and that's what I wanted to do. And you know my kids, and you know they're human beings, so they're flawed. But I would say my kids have turned out pretty good. You know Christian and faith pretty well, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've been around him for a little bit of time. So, absolutely. So let me ask you, what what impact did Leadership Awakening have on you? You went to this two-and-a-half-day training. You were there with uh, five other people, all backgrounds, all walks of life, uh, everything. So what impact did Leadership Awakening have on you? Um, it, it, for me, it really opened... It opened gateways to how how I can really think about my mental and, and my process to thinking, and, and I've realized that's what holds me back, or that's how it changes the shades that you have over your eyes on how you perceive things. Because a lot of things that are, I'm seeing them through are not what are actually happening in front of me, but like you had told us, were just reactions of things that had already happened. So it really kind of gave me that gateway to to just take off the shades and to be able to just look straight forward at, and be in the moment. And, and that changed my mental, which helped change my relationships, helped change my motivation. And, you know, it, just, it, it gives me the, the step forward to throw myself on that forward path. Yeah. And what, what have you noticed different? You've been at a class now. This is your second week post-class. So what have you noticed different about yourself, Quincy, this last week and a half? The, the thing I noticed... Uh, almost basically just in class itself was my ability to to hear things more like to listen more i knew i had a, a just a little bit of a problem like listening or hearing people or sometimes listening when i'm being told something especially from people who are closer to me because then over time you know you might discard some things or learn to tune out their voice and i've learned and i've realized it's like i'm hearing everything now well, and might I suggest there's two reasons for that. Number one, and I asked this question of you so many times in class, if you remember, I said, Quincy, how, how many people can you listen to at one given time? And you said one, right? <laughs> and I said, I said, there's always at least one person talking to us, Quincy. Who's that one person? There's Ourselves. Yeah, right? What's thinking is nothing more than talking to yourself, right? And yeah. you were so cerebral. You were always in your head. So part of the reason why it was hard to listen to people is because you had so much self-talk going on. You had so much uh, belief system, so many things that were competing, so many fears, so many doubts, uh, not being good enough, not being this. And so it made sense that in the class, we helped you quiet those voices. Is that fair? Yes, sir. Awesome. And let me tell you the second reason. Well, the second reason why you just said it. You said usually when people are close to you, have a hard time because you've been around them enough, all that. But might I suggest that it's because of the deeper belief systems. Again, everybody that was supposed to be close to you in your past has let you down. Whether you talk about mom and dad not being there, adoptive grandparents not being able to do and be who they were supposed to be. You've had other people in your life, whether you're talking about Caleb or Brett or, or Mr. Ross, whatever it is, right? And at different times, because we're all flawed, we all fall short of the glory, you've been disappointed or let down or felt like they didn't do what they were supposed to do. I mean, so there's feelings connected to people close to you. Does that make sense? 
And that's where the as if comes from, as if. But let me ask you, Quincy, we've got about two minutes to wrap up. What are you excited about today? Post-Leadership Awakening, you're starting your new journey, you're 20 years old, you've got your whole life in front of you. What are you excited about today as we talk on the radio? I'm honestly personally excited for, I know I, I know that the life I'm leading, I have a greater purpose than that, and I know that my heart is just so generous that I'm going to help so many people, and I'm just going to be able to touch them in ways that, they might have needed and never got. And so I'm, I'm excited to see that happen. Amen. And uh, many times in class, I posed a question to you rhetorically. And each time, though, you answered it. it. I'll never forget that. Each time I asked it rhetorically, meaning I didn't want to respond, but each time you answered it, I said this, Quincy, if all the pain you've been through, all the disappointment, all the, quote, abandonment that you've been through through all your life, if God's going to use that to help thousands of people just like you, I said, is it worth it? And every time you said, yeah, yep. Even though I didn't want you to, that tells me everything. So, Quincy, I'm proud of you. You're a great young man. You're going to make a huge impact on this world. I am honored that I get to walk with you. Uh, I should send you the Word of God every single day, correct? Yes, sir, every day. Absolutely. And anytime you've ever reached out to me, I've been there, correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. And that's going to continue. So God bless you, my friend. You have an awesome day, okay, Quincy? All right, you too. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. I am Mr. Black. We'll be back in a few minutes talking about As If. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. 
Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. And you are still not mature enough to tell it like it is. Don't hit me with them negative waves so early in the morning. How dare you! I am Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. Inspiration, education, and application. We are now starting segment three. Why does that matter? Because today we're talking about as if. First segment, I kind of set up how we function in the as-if environment, our unconscious brain and our conscious brain. You know, you have a right side of your brain and a left side of your brain. Uh, Your right side of your brain is the creative side. Your left side is your, when you think of your brain, that's the left side. It's the logical, verbal, science-based, linear, uh, all that is in the left side of the brain. Now, this is true if you're... Yeah, it's true if you're right-handed. If you were left-handed, it could be different. We used to say it was different, but it could be different. It might not be different. And so why does that matter? Because what happens is we imagine things. We dream. We see movies. uh, We're told stories. When I was younger, uh, I told you I had a very traumatic childhood on my own at 16 in the Army at 17. uh, Graduated high school on my own living in my car. And so uh, very traumatic. And uh, when I was rebuilding my, my head and my heart in my 20s, and I went through a lot of training, a lot of psychotherapy to fix myself, uh, I had to uh, really re-input some past. Because what I did is I acted as if. Here's this phrase I'm going to use this over and over. Uh, it's going to get boring. I'll have John have a whistle every time I say it. No, that would be too many whistles because I'm going to say it over and over and over. See, I acted as if my entire childhood was terrible. Now, you might say, so what's the big deal? Most of it was, right? Yeah, most of it was, but there were some good moments. Here's why. What I did is I took a metaphorical big old black trash bag, and I put this whole set called My Past in this trash bag. And it says, all bad. So I put it in a trash bag and I threw it away in the trash can. Left it on the sidewalk of life for the trash can of life to come and take it and put in the dumpster of life. And so why does that matter? Well, I started rebuilding my life with my mom. And, uh, you know, I wanted to rebuild. I wanted healing, you know, forgiveness and, uh, you know, reconnecting and all that. And it was the strangest thing because my mom and I would be talking. And she goes, remember when you were eight years old and we went to Disneyland? I'd go, no. He'd go, remember when you were 13 and we went on this trip and your dad and you did this? I'm like, no. She goes, remember when you were, and she was telling me stuff. And I'm honestly looking at her like she's making it up, like it's not true. 
Matter of fact, when I went to my NLP training, when I was getting my master's practitioner, they did a lot of child regression. And they actually did what's called a, a phobia, uh, phobia trauma cure process. And they took me back, uh, wanted me to go back to the time when I was five years old uh, and, and see a five-year-old version of me. And the strangest thing was I could not recall anything. There were no pictures in my head. I mean, again, I acted as if everything in my past was bad. And so I got rid of it all. This is how powerful your unconscious mind is. And so I had no recollection of any images of me as a child. But my mom had this picture of me uh, in, her, in her living room, and I'll never forget it. And it was me. I was five years old. It was picture day in uh, preschool, uh, and we were real poor. So we went to uh, Salvation Army, and my mom bought me a uh, children's version of what you would call a 70s uh, – polyester uh, suit, you know, one of those kinds that a guy would walk into a bar, you know, popping and snapping and, hey, baby, what's your sign? You know, with his chest hairs hanging out of his shirt underneath it, right? So I had this green velour leisure suit. Uh, and I ha and so here's me, this kid with a big old fat lips and a crooked smile and a chip front tooth. Uh, and that was the picture. The only picture I could find in my mind was a picture that I'd seen in my mom's house over and over and over. Because I acted everything as if it were bad. And this is what you got to get. This is what Quincy was talking about. If someone's told all their life that they're a liar, they're a liar, they're a liar, they're a liar, guess how they're going to act? They're going to act, act it as if. Those are belief systems. Those are power belief systems. And this is why the programming that's going on in America right now is so detrimental. Why do you think social media so wants to defend Joe Biden? Uh, you attempt to put anything on social media that has said anything negative about the coronavirus vaccine or anything negative about the manipulated numbers of COVID. 500,000 people have died from COVID. No, they haven't. Again, the canary in the mine shaft is homeless people. It's pretty clear. Homeless people don't wash their hands regularly. Homeless people don't socially distance. Homeless people wipe their butts and take peas and poops. They've got stuff all over their hands and touch their face. And they don't eat. They don't wash. They have close quarters. They don't wear masks. Why aren't our big cities littered with dead homeless people? Uh, you can't answer that question. If this was a real, real pandemic, that's what would be happening. You got to understand the difference between a preposition, someone who died with COVID. You realize how many people die in a car accident but had heart disease, had cancer? You realize how many times on forensic files or Dateline we find out that someone who was killed but then found out during the autopsy that they only had uh, you know, two weeks to live or they, uh, they had cancer or they had this or had that, that that was going to kill them. But they took their life or their spouse killed them or their spouse gave them radiator fluid to kill them to get their insurance money. All those things. And so you got to understand that, you know, it's one thing to die with COVID-19. It's, it's a virus. It's a, it's a bug. You could have it in your body. You could have antibodies. So, no, you had it. It's another thing to die from it. You know, when you're terminally ill and you got six months to live and four months into it, you die and they say it's COVID death. I mean, you can go through that over and over and over. And so this is why it's so important, because we don't respond to reality. We don't respond to the truth. 
We respond to what we believe is the truth. We respond to what we believe is going on. Let me give you a, a clear example. So I got this from the Babylon, uh, I'm sorry, not the Babylon Bee, not the Bee. It's called notthebee.com, notthebee.com. And it says this, in response to shocking attacks on elderly Asians, activists held a rally to, quote, unite against white nationalism. And then it says, see if you can spot the problem. The article says, a after a string of horrible, violent attacks on elderly Asians, leftist activists organized a rally in honor of the late Visha Ratanpakti, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name, 84 years old, one of the victims who tragically died from his injuries after getting fully body checked out of nowhere by a scumbag. And then he goes on and shows the video, and a problem is that this is a black person, right? Antoine Watson is who killed the old man. He's a black what? man. Yeah. Now, if you go along, another such attack happened in Oakland. Again, didn't want to show the video, that a young man, again, a black man, walked up behind a 91-year-old Asian man in broad daylight and full force shoved him face first into the concrete. And the guy's name is Yahya Muslim. Turns out he's behind multiple attacks on elderly Asian people in Oakland. And he's as black as the night, charged with multiple counts. Uh, there's three other ones on here. Again, elderly Asian people attacked. And they've all been attacked. One was an Indian person who attacked him, so a dark-skinned person. And the other are all black people. Now let me go back to the article, the headline of the article. In response to shocking attacks on elderly Asians, activists held a rally to unite against white nationalism. I, I mean, are you getting this at all? Yeah, you keep hearing white nationalism. And by the way, isn't it interesting, white nationalism, we know what white means. It's the, it's the terrible color. Anything but white is acceptable day. And nationalism, you know what nationalism, right, is that when you love your country, that you put your country first. You know, just like we're hearing about January 6th was an attack on our Constitution. Seditionists. That we have to protect our Constitution. We have to protect the Founding Fathers. They're being nationalistic, the Democratic Party, right? And they are white, most of them. So white nationalism? Is that that? And so you got to understand, this is what happens. Remember, we're being manipulated. You've got to take control of the beliefs of the narrative. This is why you've got to limit the amount of news, because you are being told things that are lies. Look at Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, we know thousands of elderly, he got killed. And yet, because of the hatred for Trump, Andrew Cuomo was made out to be this rock star. He wrote a book about how great he did on COVID-19, and the media pushed it, and everybody loves him. His brother on CNN, they were doing jokes about 12-foot-long Q-tips stuck up your nose and workout videos and how cool he is telling jokes, all that going on. Yeah, and how many thousands of elderly. And now we're finding out that all the time while he was bullying Trump, while the media was trashing Trump every day and the media was building up Andrew Cuomo, that Andrew Cuomo was doing far worse than what they accused Trump of doing. And Trump wasn't doing it. Yeah, he was lying. He was threatening people. He was covering up. And it's all coming out now. And that's been going on for a year and a half, almost, you know, 
and no one said anything, no one did anything, there's cognitive dissonance right there. They've made you hate Trump so bad. For four years, they told you he was a Russian agent. For four years, they told you he, he illegally became president. He was not a president. He was not properly elected. For four years, over and over and over, message after message, 24-7 on CNN and MSNBC. And now there's cognitive dissonance. And so a lot of you voted for people that do not support your values, do not think the same way you do. Why? Because you were told as if Donald Trump was evil. And hearing it over and over and over, and then he does some silly things, and then all of a sudden your value, your belief system is he is evil. And so even though you're against abortion, even though you supposedly believe in the God of the Bible, even though you're supposedly an American first, you now support a, a, a political party that hates what you believe, hates your God, wants to ban your Bible, wants to make it illegal for you to mention your Savior's name, but you voted for him. Why? Because you've been programmed that Trump is evil. I'm Mr. Black. We'll be back in a few minutes. If you let me come back home, you see that a mother's love is good enough for me. Learn my lesson well. It's good enough. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio on Freedom 1570. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerislein, our guests like bow hunting expert Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick Sharon Saylor. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. It's Outdoor News Radio. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit My3Quotes online. That's My3Quotes. 
When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. This is a mean old world to live in all by yourself. This is a mean old world to live in all by yourself. Amen, brother. That's why I'm here for an hour a day on the radio, because you don't need to be alone. You got John and I doing Like It Matters Radio. John's giving you some good music, giving you some good drop to put a smile on your face, smile on your heart. And I'm bringing the, the real stuff. I'm bringing the heavy ammunition. I'm bringing the equipo that you need to be the man or the woman that God created you to be. Because we got one chance at this life. There is no dress rehearsal in life. There is no do-over in life. There are no stadiums in life. It is a full-contact sport. And you're being played, player. Amen. And and you got to know that. See, we're being manipulated. This is why you don't need to take this walk alone. This is why for an hour a day we're here for you. Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can live stream with us. All you got to do is type in on your phone, on your computer, freedom1570.com. At 11.05, John hits the send button, and we are live until 11.58.50. And you got us. And we're helping you live your life like it matters. We're helping you clean up up some of the old stuff from the past and refocus on some new things moving forward. I mean, we had Quincy joining us, a 20-year-old black man, a 20-year-old black man uh, who was raised without mom and dad. Dad's in prison for murder. Mom uh, couldn't handle it. And so uh, he had a, a white couple uh, adopt him on a grandparent type. So these are elderly people, but they didn't know how to handle him. I mean, here's a young black kid who, who doesn't know who he is, who's being fed a lot of lies by the world. Uh, and then there's the elderly white people. And so they didn't do that great job. And so he was passed around from place to place. Now, I want you to think about it. He could have created a hatred. The world's telling him you're black and white people hate you. The world's telling him that cops are, show up every morning to the precinct to figure out how they can hunt down black people. Uh, it, it, it's just stunning. And so for this young man, Quincy, to not be a, uh, just a juvenile derelict, for not hate white people, based on the programming, it's by the grace of God. And that's why people in his life, I know the Wassels, who help everybody, no matter what your skin color is, no matter what, and they happen to be white. I know the Rosses who help a lot of people, no matter what your skin color is, no matter what your socioeconomic background is. Uh, I, we go to Burton. 
It's a school in Arlington, Texas. It's majority minority. We have a lot of uh, students from China. We have a lot of Hispanic students. We have a lot of black students. My white children are minorities uh, in that school. I'm fine with. I mean, we volunteered there. We've been part of that school uh, for about 10 years now. We've got awards for volunteering. We help everybody. But yet we live in a world that wants to tell you that black people are victims and white people are evil. See, this is why you've got to limit this. Because remember, if you let that stuff in over and over and over, eventually you start believing it. I'm going to tell you this right now. You start believing it. My daughter was raised very conservative. She spent four years in college, and she's a socialite, and she's top level, and she's really into the world and making doing well. She's still a Christian. Um, but, boy, her beliefs are not biblical. Her beliefs are much different than the beliefs I got. Why? Because day after day, week after week, year after year in college, around academia, around all those white privilege promoting people, all those uh, black people are victims promoting people. So you start believing it. Remember, nobody responds to reality. You've got to get this. I'm talking about your unconscious mind. We respond to our map of reality. You're not responding to what people are doing. You're responding to what you believe they're doing. So here, here, and again, let me just show you my point. Americans are identifying as LGBTQ more than ever, poll finds. This is from NBC News. One in six members of Generation Z identify as something other than heterosexual. Did you hear that? So if you have six kids together, that you guaranteed at least one of them, and I bet you there's more than that, identify as something other than heterosexual. An estimated 5.6% of Americans identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer, according to a new Gallup report. That's up from 4.5% in 2017. Of those surveyed who identified as LGBTQ, 55% identified as bisexual, 25% as gay, 12% as lesbian, 11% as transgender, and 3% said they used another term. The results were based on more than 15,000 inter interviews conducted with 18 years and older through 2020. Younger Americans are increasingly likely to consider themselves part of the LGBTQ community. Nearly 16% of Generation Z, those 18 to 23 in 2020, consider themselves something other than heterosexual. Isn't that stunning? That's just incredible. That, by the way, compared to just 2% of Americans 56 and older. While that pronounced difference, and this he goes on to say this, while that pronounced difference could be caused by a true generational shift in sexual orientation and gender identification, Gallup editor Jeffrey Jones said it more likely reflects a greater willingness for younger Americans to be open about their identity. Listen, younger people, this is a quote, younger people are growing up in an environment without where being gay, lesbian, or bisexual is not as taboo as it was in the past. So they just feel more comfortable telling an interviewer in a telephone survey how they describe themselves in the past people would maybe be more reluctant and that's a lie see this is why you got to limit the news it's not that they're it's friendlier environment it's a preferred environment if you look at black lives matter movement they prefer uh lbgqt they prefer non-cisgender they are not for black men they what? want black men out of the house they are thereby with these are all women these are all communist women they are i mean a lot of them are men haters and that's what you got to get and this is what started happening
don't know if you know the show Modern Family. I used to love Modern Family. We watched it, loved it a lot, and I had to make a conscious choice. About five years ago, I chose to stop watching Modern Family. And I'm going to tell, tell you why. Because I did not like how they were promoting homosexual lifestyle. Now, please hear this. Uh, I don't think homosexuality is the great sin. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is the great sin. Please hear this. Your sin is between you and God. My sin is between me and God. You don't need to get in the middle of it. God says, vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. I will repay. Jesus died on the cross for all of our sins. All we have to do is two things. Repent means change our mind, change direction, turn. And secondly, confess. And confess means to agree with God that it's wrong. So now you can see the big problem I have. What's happened now is homosexuality, transgenderism is not more acceptable. It's more preferred. It's a big difference. It's preferred. And so what's happening now is this is the preferred thing. You're now much more uh, evolved uh, if you're non-cisgender. If, because it also creates now a victimhood. Anybody who's non-cisgender is an automatic victim. I mean, Jesse Smollett, right? I mean, he's black, preferred, homosexual, preferred. And so Jesse Smollett, I mean, we had to show him that he lied. He made the whole thing up. He basically created a race war, could have, all so that he could make more money on TV. But he was looked up on. People believed him because he was black. People believed him because he was gay. And boy, even with all the information shown, he lied about it, made it up. They still don't want to prosecute this guy because he is the preferred. It's not that it's more okay for someone to be gay. It's actually preferred. And so this is what I'm saying. Now, if you believe that way, it's fine. That's between you and God. Remember, it's important for man to die one time and then be judged. My problem I have with any sin is this. It's between you and God. However, when we go to make what God says is wrong right, I have a problem with that. God says that. And when not only do you uh, want to make what God says wrong, right, you want to celebrate. You know, uh, there's parades and all that. There aren't parades for murderers. There aren't parades for pedophiles. Uh, yeah, there are, actually. There aren't parades for thieves. There aren't parades for murderers. But you have gay pride parade. You can have transgender pride parade. You can have black pride parade. You can have Hispanic pride parade. But you don't have cisgender uh, pride parade. You don't have white people pride parade. See, this is what you got to get. You've got to take control of what happens between the stimulus and the response. The battles in the mind. That's why you need this radio show. Go to likeitmatters.net. You've got to fight the good fight. We don't have to think alike. We can disagree. We can have different things we believe in. But you need to know why you believe what you believe. And you need to be a good steward of your mind. Because no matter who you share your bed with, ladies and gentlemen, we all have to sleep with ourselves. So tune in for an hour a day for your hour of power as I give you back your control. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. Come to Like It Matters Radio. Let us give you back your power and your freedom. I am Mr. Black. Helping you to remember to live your life like it matters.
Attention real estate investors. Do you need cash immediately? If you own one or multiple rental properties, you can use your equity to get cash out fast. The best part is we don't need tax returns or even a good credit score. At America's Loan Source, we are not a bank and we don't have bank rules. We make the decisions to loan you money and there's no limit how much we can give you. Some clients have gotten as much as $500,000 or more within days. Use the money any way you want. If you own one rental property or a hundred and COVID has left you in a cash crunch, we can help you turn your equity into fast cash. Call now for details and close in as little as 10 days and get the cash you need. 800-296-1229-800-296-1229-800-296-1229. That's 800-296-1229. Ringing Liberty and Truth.